welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I'm Amanda Lauren, and I am on the line with my co-host, Ali Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are, we know we're super late with this, and I think our, <laughs> no, you know, we've never missed a week. Like, even when, like, a baby was coming out of your vagina, we didn't miss a week. And this You're holiday right, we didn't. season, this holiday season was nuts. Wasn't it? I mean, it just like came and gone. No, I'm just laughing and they're like, and we're and like in my head, I'm like, well, it is called things we're too lazy to blog about. So we were just a little bit lazy. <laughs> I don't even think we were lazy. We've been trying to get okay. So bloggers, we've been trying to figure out a time to record, and every single time, this is it true. Has the struggle not is real. Worked out. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to sort of have a shorter episode but we have another episode coming this week so it will be up on Wednesday and this will be more of our usual it's with Gigi Goldman who is the co-founder of Copari and they have a new toothpaste that just came out it's it's like it's such a good episode we recorded it I think in November definitely in November something it was before Thanksgiving it was before Thanksgiving, and we were waiting till the new toothpaste came out to put out the episode. So, yes, we're just... Which, by the way, I've been using that toothpaste. Oh, it's the best. I just used it. It's amazing. Yeah, I've been using it every day, like, over the holidays, and I've seen such a difference in my teeth, and I love, like, how it um, feels on, and it doesn't make me gag, which normally most do. <laughs> Well, you know what I'll tell you? It's so funny. Like, now we're talking about it, even though we talk about it in the episode. You know what I really like about it? I accidentally used my regular toothpaste because my husband still uses it because I won't let him use the Kopari um, one. Like, <laughs> I was just, like, half awake or drunk or something, like, before bed. And um, it's so regular toothpaste tastes weird after using it because it's not – it's minty and it's light, but it's not super sweet. Right. No, because you can, like, feel, like, the freshness of the coconut oil. I love it. Like it's, I used to use the charcoal one or the regular one. Um, so actually I've been using the charcoal. I tried the regular. Me too. I wanted to see, but I really love the charcoal. Love the charcoal. Charcoal is such a yeah. I also love charcoal lemonade from pressed. I love I any mean, charcoal. I have to try that. I mean, you've been saying that for a while. So good. But for a blog, yes, like this is like a little mini like tease to that episode, but it's, so good and we don't just talk about charcoal we talk about kopari you know in general we talk about her as one of the co-founders like her life her start which is just so inspiring and incredible and we talk about even like mom life and all that and we touch upon i would just say like all different entities of different things people go through and like about being an entrepreneur and a business and we had so much fun sitting down with her and getting to hear all about kopari this is this is awesome. So we thought for this episode we would talk about some things we learned in 2018. And I think we we wrote down a list of a few things, but can I can I start? Can I pick one thing from this list? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to start with a beauty item or a trend. Okay, so when I was in New York, I was in New York for like a week and I went to L'Oreal's publicist office, Allison Brother, amazing. If you've ever watched The City, which was an old MTV show. They used to have like a reality show there because um, Whitney worked there. I think it was Whitney. Yeah, I honestly I like have never mm-hmm. watched the show. But anyway, it's a yeah, really cool. I, don't know you know. so, I went there to meet with them and to also like learn about what's going on with most people know me for my Forbes writing, but I actually do beauty writing for a spot life and sometimes <laughs> for real simple and other websites. So I do a decent amount of beauty stuff. Okay. I never like anything from a drugstore. You guys know me. The Isabel Morant. Actually, I don't even know if they sell it at drugstores. I know they sell it at Barney's, but it's 12 bucks. Isabel Morant L'Oreal collab is a game changer. It is the best red lipstick I've ever used in my life. Like, I think, Allie, I have to get you one. Really? It goes on really smoothly. And, like, trust me, my lips are so dry and disgusting right now. So most yes, red lips mine. would look, ugh, I've been, like, using that Sarah Happ thing, like, all the time. It's just, like, yeah, forget Scr- for scrubbing, a I've been doing scrubbing weather. and mask, scrubbing and mask, scrubbing and mask. <laughs> all, no, all the time. But, like, the problem is just, like, this weather. Okay, it's 
the Saint Germain Road color, they sell it um, on the Barney's website. And like I said, they might sell it in drugstores. I should have probably looked this up before we recorded. This is the <laughs> best red color. It stays on, but it's not one of those like stay on long like things that feels gross on your lips. It feels really uh-huh. good. I blot just a little bit. It's the I'm telling you, best drugstore lipstick I have ever used in my life. Um, and wow. And I used, and this is actually, I'm not, a, I started becoming a lip liner person. Huda's lip contour and heartbreaker with it is really good. I'm sure that there's probably a matching liner, but that's what I've been using with it. And I can't even tell you how much it's changed my game. Like total French girl beauty obsessed Ooh. with this product. Ooh, I'll have to check it out. I've been looking change, for a good new It will new change your life. What? Cool. I said I've been looking for a good new red. I got to check it out. So there are a bunch of shades too, but like that color, it's just, right. I don't know what That's it like is about this lipstick. I'm so obsessed. I actually, because it might be limited edition, I might ask them to send me a few more. And I never finish anything, but like I know I'm going to finish this like water. And wow. you know I finish water cool. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, very quickly. So... <laughs> What was your favorite beauty item or trend this year? Oh, God. Um, I know I was thinking about this question when we talked about this. And I, you know me, especially, like, obviously being in fashion, I have so many. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, and it's kind of like a new old trend, but I love, like, what they're doing with it and how they're changing it up. Both for, I mean, I know this is, like, love it. this is not, like, you know, brand new by any means, but they definitely are re-innovating and changing things up, and I'm just living for Bofur because, of course, it's, you know, good because it's not, you know, animals, and it's amazing how many companies are coming out with, like, soft, incredible materials that just feel, like, so cozy, so incredible, which my favorite is from Cut from the Cloth, which I know you have a coat from them, too. I love it. that. Like, I literally live my in mine. Favorite Justin, will come home. <laughs> Justin will come home, and I'll be in mine, like, in my pajamas, like, hair up, no makeup. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I just feel so fabulous in this coat. I don't even care. The rest of me is a hot mess and covered and spit up on the floor with Amelia playing with her toys. Like, hashtag real mom life. I am just, like, living for this coat, and I just love how, like, soft it is and, like, fabulous I feel in it and I feel like no matter like what I'm wearing I can throw it over and it's just like boom like it's just a statement I love and then it. immediately yeah it just fits so great it's so cozy it's so roomy it's like so nice the colors are so rich like we you know we have great colors but they have like gorgeous like cobalt blue and hot pink and like all these amazing colors that are just like incredible I just did the segment you know for Las Vegas for Christmas um with them and I just like was dying over every color getting to show them and talk about them on air and everybody was like I know I want another one I know right they're still gorgeous but I really want another one yeah and I have a bright red um and it's like they have a gorgeous caramel they have like a hot pink that I'm obsessed with now this cool blue they have like this like plaid color print they're just doing so many different things and I love that it shows how innovative and inventive you can be with faux fur and like the style and the detail of like the collars and everything and the length and there's just so much that goes into it jacket and I just love that like they just keep taking it to another level so that's like my hands down fave trend and then brand of who's doing that trend well and then also I'm like really um going back to beauty and we just kind of I touched on it but Sarah Hap has mm-hmm. been my jam. I know, obviously, we had her on for the podcast. Yeah. And I'm, you know, been, I've been using her even before that, and I love her stuff. But, like, literally between her nude uh, lip slip that I use, like, every day when I go out just to have something on my lips, I love how concentrated and good it feels. And I love that it, like, has a little bit of a real nude color where people are like, wow, I love that color on your lips. But you really don't have, like, a color. You just have, like, this over nude like tinting and then it like gives them this like plumpness and like you know moisture and everything and especially like you were saying with it being kind of so chilly and gross lately like today ugh, it feels so good oh. on your lips and it like spices them up a little bit and I'm totally with you like between the non like moisture and tapness I've been using that and then using her her scrub which her um her cocoa scrub is my 
absolute favorite because you can actually like it actually tastes like cocoa and it can squeeze out of the bottle vanilla really bean. like easy. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it just smells so good, like both of you and feels like you have like kind of like dessert on your lips. And then I like that it's like technically edible and then you can like leave it on and then you can feel how much better your lips feel when you take it off. And then I like live in her mask. Like I've started sleeping in the lip mask with the um, the pink one because it's been really helping hydrate my lips. And then it's easy for me to like because I can just leave it on and I'll have to remember to take it off right away. I know. I have Everything to I have to get that. They, you know what, yeah, she's a new really assistant well. who's supposed to send it to me, and I just have not answered that email because she's going on. So if some of you listened to our episode with Jen Cohen, Jen Cohen is going to have a podcast, and we announced it, and we're still producing it, and Sarah's supposed to come on. Yeah, I know she is. I hope you guys up, because that'll be awesome. Oh, my um, God, yes. Yes, I forgot to thank you for that. Oh, no worries. But, like, I, like, I just... Obviously, we all love Sarah and, like, love her products, but the mask, the reason why I really love it is because it's so hydrating and, like, it feels like it really, like, fills my lips and makes them feel so much better, especially when they're so chapped. And I like that I can leave it on and then wash it off with a warm washcloth, you know, either five minutes later or, like, the next morning. And I feel like, honestly, it does the same job, which is pretty cool. So those would be my faves, like, fashion and beauty, I would say, like, out of everything. You know what? For fashion, I don't know. I have, like, I need to get your opinion on this because I was thinking about this the other day. How do you feel yeah. about cold shoulders, Phil? Ooh, that's a good question. So I actually still love the cold shoulder when it's done right. I don't like that every single brand and outfit people want to just add it on. Like, hey, here's a T-shirt dress. Let's just cut the shoulders. Like, no, that's not cute. <laughs> but, like, I like when I see it with a cute, like, velvet dress that maybe needs just a little bit something and they want to add a little bit of stuff. Or if I see, like, someone wearing, like, a really cute sweater dress and maybe it's just very, like, simple in color and texture. And, again, they just want to dial it up and they decide to have that little quick shoulder. Things like that I feel like are really tasteful and really fun and I like it. But I just don't like when I just see that, like, every single person is choosing just, like, add that, you know, cold shoulder. It's, I don't, it's weird. Like, I have, so I have this really gorgeous, I think it's an Ella Moss bodysuit, cold shoulder bodysuit from Revolve that I've worn once. Um, literally <laughs> worn once. And it's not cheap. Um, which is weird because I wear the same things all the time and I just forget it's in my closet. So, and I'm just like, is this over? Can I wear this? And then I'll go on websites and I'm like, I guess they're still doing cold shoulder. I guess I won't look out of style. And normally I don't care, but it's like, you don't want to be that per, or I don't want to be that person that's wearing like the one thing where it's like, oh, that's so last year, so last year. (laughs) But I I feel like nothing ends up being last year. Like, I feel like we just drag everything on to like, it's just everyone hates it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you mean. I was going to say, well, luckily for you, you have a friend and a podcast host who will make sure to keep you in check. So no worries there. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is that I agree with you. Like, there is a lot that gets dragged on. I think it's more like nowadays we're kind of recycling a lot of, like, the ideas and trends that would be in a different season. And then it's coming back and getting, like, reinvented. But then there are some things that have, like, completely left us, like, um, as an example. Um, okay, like, the uh, banded, like, chokers. Like, chokers are still in, but, like, the banded and, like, stick bands and, you know, like, colors and like that, like, you haven't seen those now in a hot minute, right? Because those are gone. But, like, I don't seen them be reinvented. I don't love chokers. Okay, you don't have to love them. People love or hate them. I can agree with that. <laughs> but my point is, is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we see them like that, but then we'll see them reinvented, like, in a tasteful way with, like, you know, the lariat necklace attached or, like, one single, yeah. you know, in choker. So I think a lot of it is just now it's more about reinventing and changing it versus it's just dying. And as always, like, anything in life, the fashion pendulum swings from one extreme to the other. So, like, the belly shirts were gone for a long time. And then, like, all of a sudden, we saw now crop tops, like, come back. But now crop tops kind of fading out again. So, it's, like, it's just, like, one of those things with trends where it's, like, it swings one way and then it swings the other. I honestly kind of feel like that's life. It's, like, I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving. And I was thinking to myself, like, 
we've been in such an extreme just in general in like our world. And I feel like now you're going to see things start to swing like the other way. And it's just like so interesting how that I was thinking of the fashion pendulum and how all that happens with trends. And then I'm like, well, that's kind of like life too. I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Kind of agree with you there. Yeah, exactly. I was driving and I was thinking of this while I was driving. I don't know why it came to my mind. I was like, huh, that's kind of like, you know, for me, it makes sense in my head because like, you know, me in fashion, but I'm like, no, but it kind of does. It kind of like, you think about things in life, like just the way different, like, okay, here was what I was thinking in my head. Okay. So obviously like we both are no stranger to Botox and fillers and everything else. Like we've done them, whatever. I've been but, like anything looking, done in so long. I look neither have I, but, but no, <laughs> and so do I, but like neither have I, but we both have is my point. Yeah. And, like my thought was this when I was driving was like, okay, think about how it used to be. Right. And like everybody and their mother was doing them and like was getting them done and this and that. And then if you start to look online, start to read and like see different articles and like just the way things are and this and that, it's starting to change again. Like now it's more about like natural enhancements and like what you can do that's like longer lasting and here's an alternative mm-hmm. and here's this that's like that, but it's not exactly the same. And like, again, I feel like it's like these changes, they're like within that trend, but it's something different, but you're seeing it now all start to pop up for like this year. And I'm like, that kind of happens. I feel like in every entity of, you know, different areas in life, it just starts to like be one thing. And it's, it technically really is the same idea, but then it changes. And then it goes from like one extreme to the other. So like reality TV, right? Like everyone's been all about reality TV. And you and I have had this conversation when we've had like dinner and wine and talked about this. It's all fading oh, yeah. out. Like it's now coming to its end. And now you're seeing more documentary and now you're seeing more real life. Now you're seeing more vulnerability and it's changing. And it's like, that's my point. I feel like everything just comes around in these like, you know, circles and it's like that pendulum and I'm like swinging from one to the other. And that's exactly how like I study trends and fashion. So I feel like it's like kind of the same of life. This is like my big epiphany when I was driving the other day, by the way. That's, it's kind of true. Things do come back, like the whole 90s look, which I don't know entirely how I feel about. I don't like rib turtlenecks. I, I don't know what it okay. is. Like, I, I know they look good on some people. I don't love turtlenecks, and I don't yeah, love I ribs. And when you I combine the two, I don't like anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you combine the two, and it's just not your favorite combo. <laughs> um... Like, I just, I don't know. It's, and there's nothing more. I also think it's because I have big boobs. So, like, I always feel yeah, like it's hard when you have boobs for your chest. Like alien. And I'm not, yeah, no, I'm with you. That big, but like, I'm a C. Yeah, but I think if I were like an A. Enough. Yeah. yeah, you're testy enough that, like, I know what you're saying. I don't know. I never, even as like a kid, I'm just like, this, this is, I don't know. And like, people, you know, try, oh, it's trendy. It's just, I'm just like, I feel stupid in this. And frankly, living in Los Angeles, even though it's been a very cold season, but like very cold for us is like 65, 60. Um, you know, even though it's been very cold, I'm like, no, I'd rather just be cold <laughs> like, than wear this stupid turtle. I actually have like a nice one that um, <laughs> a clothing company that someone gave me that from, I don't want to say where it's from because it's actually, it's gorgeous. But like, I'm just like, I look awful in this. Actually, wait, I'm going to say I did wear... I bought some stuff. So, like, Black Friday, I drank a lot at Thanksgiving, and I got really drunk. And then I did online shopping when I got home, and I bought some stuff from Shein, and I bought, like, sort of an oversized, like, windowpane cream-colored turtleneck, and it was, like, $12. And Uh I think there was a picture of me wearing it with my mom on Instagram when we were at Restoration (laughs) Hardware in New York, and I actually like an oversized turtleneck. Well, like an oversized one is on your chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I feel the same way. <laughs> like it was, no, it was beautiful. People are like, I really bought it just so I would stay warm in New York, but I kept getting right. compliments on it. I should wear it in LA, but like, I'm the laziest. Like, wear I wear event. leggings every day. I might wear it for an event. I mean, I already wear wore it, it on Instagram, but I might wear leggings. it for an event. Oh, it's what? No, but like workout leggings. leggings. It doesn't work okay. go with like workout leggings. 
Okay, do I don't know. Leggings, but I'm just saying, like, just cute fitted leggings and, like, your booties and your sweater, and you're good. I have these really gorgeous. They're, I love Forever 21, and everyone can make them. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Um, no, I love Forever 21, too. I, have, I feel like it's a love hate because the things that, like, fall apart, I get, like, really mad, and I'm, like, really disappointed. But then the things that, like, last and things that I really, like, enjoy from there, I get really excited about. <laughs> Wait, but the trick with Forever 21 is because I have things from Forever 21 for years. You be have to clean. be just really careful with it. You have to dry yeah, clean you have to or hand wash. For sure. Oh, I burned my pizza. No. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Like, I just opened my oven. I burned my pizza. Like, oh my God. burned like charcoal. Like, burn, burn. What kind of, what kind of pizza? Oh, it was a really good Costco pizza. I was really craving it, and I burned it. Wait, like, you know oh a pizza God. I'm obsessed with? Wait, have oh. you had the butternut squash crust or the cauliflower crust from Trader Joe's? Oh, yeah, so good. Um, I, like, I'll have that, like, once a week. It's, like, it's my – and then I'll put veggies on it, and it's so easy mm. just, like, because it requires very little work. But you kind of have to yeah. learn how to cook the crust in a way it doesn't break. I want to get a pizza stone. Oh, if we you have pizza one. stones, get in touch. I want one. I'll talk about your pizza stone we on have the podcast. Just, Justin got one for my brother's first birthday years ago. He loves it. We used it actually the other night. Um, actually, Chris Medina was over with Jay, um, and uh, they came over and brought fresh basil and, like, fresh toppings, and we made, like, our own little curated pizzas, and they were delicious. Chris Medina, for those um, that are that wait, listener, who never listen to our podcast, he's on our, he was on our podcast, what was it, in the summer? I think I'd love to hear from him, but he never calls me back. He's like a bad boyfriend. <laughs> I don't Chris think he also call Amanda Lauren back. He also never got in touch with Megan. I don't think. Oh no, Megan Holiday with was, her. Oh, he did. That's so weird. I saw yeah. her last week, and she didn't say anything to me. So strange. Um, maybe she just maybe she forgot. Yeah, no, I know they connected. I don't know if they've like recorded yet, but I know they connected for sure. He. Told me he, he thanked me, um, and I said, "Well, that was Amanda's um, contact." And he was like, "Well, thank you to you girls." But um, we're talking about Chris Medina from a In Your Head podcast. He's an amazing psychic. I want to be on the podcast. I love that episode with you. Oh, his podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, um, I think he's focusing on um, solo ones right now because he's trying to go within deep for like the new year and like setting intentions and all of that. I'm excited to hear some of the stuff about like Capricorn because he was telling me like now that it's um like, like Capricorn season like everything starts to activate and things like start to really like change and energy comes in for you to like really push forward to make things happen well, and I am a, so he was I'm talking a Capricorn. about that and that's, I know you are and that's sort of what wait and then this semi-structured episode that's what I know, we should I should actually bring it to this which is like lessons learned last year and I'm a super Capricorn yes. I I think that like you can manifest things. I really believe now in the power of intention setting and manifestation Um, in a way I don't think I ever did before because of so many like I've told this on previous episodes, but like I've manifested. Oh, I manifested more crystals. I was thinking about how I needed a clear quartz and literally two days later one came to my door. Stop it. Like, not, like, with the citrine and all that. It was, like, I wanted a, or no, it was a, it was a smoky quartz. It was a large smoky quartz and a clear quartz. And those literally came to my door. How? Wait, Same yeah. person, though. They just delivered for, it's, a, the company is called, I'm going to link to them in the show notes because I've talked about them a lot and I've never linked to them. And I'm sorry, the Urban and the Mystic. They have these amazing crystal, they have like a New Year's intention setting box, and it's amazing. And there was like pyrite in there. It was just like really good crystals that did things that I really needed. They're on my desk in my office, and I especially love Mm -hmm. my citrine, which was one of the first ones that I got, and I hold it whenever I'm trying to like think of things or to manifest progress. Oh, nice. So I will say it's Capricorn season. We should all be manifesting. And I think it just like, I took, um, I was at Unplug Meditation in West Hollywood. And I took oh, yeah, I it sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was actually, oh, you did. So like, mm-hmm. 
I really believe in the power of like intention setting. I think it just puts your, even if you don't believe in the magic of it, thinking about your goals will put your mind in the place where like, you're like, I want to make this work or I can make this work. Right. Like, to just imagine how you want your day to go, even on a very small level. Like this morning, I was like, okay, so my intention is to feel really satisfied at the end of the day that I've gotten everything done that must get done that's on deadline for today and that mm-hmm. I have to um, – I have some just some stuff, some administrative stuff I have to deal with that I've done my part. Now I'm waiting for the other people to do their parts and for mm-hmm. that to get taken care of. Um just like I'm waiting for a doctor to call me in a prescription for something. And if I ever had to do that, you know, it's a nightmare. So I called the doctor first thing in the morning. I'm waiting to hear from the doctor's people. And, you know, so I'm just sort of trying to manifest all, all of that. And I think that like, if we just put ourselves in the right mindset, it can really, I don't know if everything works like magic, but I know it will really help. And at the very least it can't hurt. So that was like, and I think you learned that too last year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that following that, you know, and it's so funny you said this because I actually been writing a blog post about this and then like trying to decide how I want to finish it before I post it. But it's, um, I feel like I've learned through all that with manifesting and setting intentions is that at the same point with all that, I've also learned like it's okay to say no. It's okay to just be it's okay to take your time to do certain things that like you can take your time to do. It's okay to not put a million to-do lists on yourself and make yourself crazy. Like it's okay to be self-aware <laughs> and realize that like, I'm not going to get everything done and I'm not going to trip over it. And like, I think you and I both came to that place together last year, even with the podcast, because we had so many different hurdles and different things that came up that we had to handle for our own businesses and our own lives. And we were also handling the podcast and all these major things that were going on with that. And we really, I think, did really well overall with each other of, like, understanding each other's boundaries and being okay with, like, okay, this didn't get done today. It's okay. We'll move it to this day. Okay, this didn't happen, but we know this has to happen by this day. So this is what we have a day for. And I think we've done a really good job of doing that ourselves within our podcast because, like, when we first started, I feel like we, of course, was a brand new business and like baby to us, but like we were kind of all over the place. We were trying to figure out what we were doing. We were trying to grow it. We were trying to do this, do that. And it was kind of just like chaos. And then as we kind of kept going along, we started finding more and more like, okay, this is what needs to happen. So by this date, this needs to be this. And then now we're doing ads. So like we have to record by this date because we have an ad for this. And we just started like structuring and changing things and like setting that intention with each other that like we will get it done. We will make it happen. We're not going to trip about like, hey, you know, like perfect example, this whole weekend we tried to record all weekend. Oh. Hey, Allie, like, let's do this. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Here's the time we're going to record. Then I texted you, hey, I'm going to get sick. Like, she's her first fever. Like, I'm a wreck. There's no way until, like, I can invest my energy right now. So then it was like, okay, no worries. Like, we'll touch base tomorrow. Then Saturday, you know what I mean? It was just like, I'm not going to do but, it. But here's the yeah, wait, and this is the intention that we exactly. would do it and we will get it done. And now, today, Monday, we're on the phone recording. And here's something else too that I want to say. One thing that I've had to learn how to do because, you know, my life, like, it's so funny. I think about where I was last year at this time and I'm thinking about where I am now and my life is just so totally different and Mm -hmm. in, in a positive way. But I feel like I have a lot more responsibility and a lot more to do And I think sometimes like I, one mistake I, or I would just say a weakness of mine is I suck at prioritizing and I have to really focus on what's important and what's timely because as much as I think like, you know, something needs to get done right away, a lot of the time it just doesn't. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's like, yeah, I'd like to get this done. Or like you said, sometimes you get, you've 10 things on your to-do list and you get done five things and like, that's okay. Right. Like, exactly. It's, and it's, it's no one okay gets everything that. done. Yeah. And I think that that's, again, going back to like, for me, like what I learned besides manifesting with my intentions is like the self-awareness and self-awareness has been 
for me, like a major game changer, but also a lot of anxiety. So I had to look at myself mm-hmm. and be like, it's okay. You're not getting this done. And it's okay. You're a hot mess today. And like, that's all not going to happen. And you're literally going to just get nothing done today. It's okay. Tomorrow you're going to be super productive and you're going to get everything done. Like it's okay for things to shift. You don't have to try to control every single thing. And it's like something I'm still learning, but I feel like with us, we've done a really good job about it. And I like, continue to put those intentions with our podcast. And I think that that's been huge for me and helping us as a podcast host with learning and like what I've taken away from last year. I, I agree with you there. Um, just it's also, I've learned that like, I don't have to do everything and that like, sometimes it's okay to just like delegate things. And that's actually what I'm trying to do more of Mm -hmm. and just be really honest with people. Like I just, you know what? It's so funny. So I have, I have Rachel Hollis's new book, which is not out yet. I have like an advanced copy. Her people sent it to me. Mm. Girl, stop apologizing. And I've been trying to read it. I've been trying to read it, but I've been like so busy. I actually meant to bring it with me to New York to bring on the plane, and I just totally forgot to. Oh yeah, I I forgot to bring a place to read it. I know. I think I'll read it when I go to Napa next week or something. Um, Because I usually read books or do audio books when I go on press trips. Because like, Mm -hmm. I hope there are good people on this press trip. Because the last press trip I went on. There was like not one cool person. I know. On the whole you were trip. texting me the whole like, time. <laughs> I felt like I should have been there. No, not actually the whole time. <laughs> no, the Kopari one was good, and it's not that I actually like the publicist. When I went to, um, I did like just we. It was like a little Southern California road trip kind of thing. We went to Huntington Beach and we went to San Diego, and like it was cool to spend time by myself. And I love the publicist, and I was so grateful to be invited. But like everyone on that trip sucked. There was just like not I one other cool me. writer. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I'm not being mean. I'm I'm just being honest. And then when I went away for the Kopari for the Kopari event, when I went to go visit their offices, I was by myself and it was heaven. It was such heaven. And I was like, I listened to like an audio book that I had wanted to like, it was a book that I wanted to read, but I realized that me reading that book was just never going to happen. And I had to drive to San Diego. So I did the audio book. Um, and it was really good. Like I was kind of happy to be by myself, but this Napa trip is going to be eating and drinking a lot. So I just really hope that there is one cool person I can hang out with on this trip. Am I terrible? I just no, like, I get it. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. You can't apologize for it. I mean, it's like a food and wine trip. Like, who am I going to get shit-faced with? <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm probably not going to get shit-faced because it's a press trip. Like, you can't get, like, too drunk on these things. <laughs> um, but I feel like people will because of the the location. Um, but I'm very I'm very excited, and I'm going to see some cool kitchen stuff and like Mark Bittman. That's exciting. Famous yeah, that'll be food fun. Person is like involved in it. Yeah. So I don't know, but it is nice to it is nice to have like some alone time. But we'll we'll see. Um, well, that's delegating all that. Oh, this is what I was getting at too. And this was my biggest lesson last year. And I think I learn it more and more every year, which is that like, I really, I always feel, and I used to say this a lot on the podcast that other women do not like me. Oh, here we go. What? I said, oh, here we go. Continue. No, I don't think other, but like, I kind of realized that like, other women do like me and that I really do need other women in my life. And that I feel like when push comes to shove, like there are some amazing women out there who have really inspired me to be a better person that I can do everything I think I can. And that it works in like, You know, it just, it works in like amazing, amazing ways. Like I'll tell you, Jen's been a huge inspiration to me. Um, Just like getting to work with her has been absolutely awesome and getting to work with you and like even talking to like Chanel, for example, who must come back on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. 
that we have well now that Chanel, he's a for those that listened in the beginning. Yeah, uh, Fit Fab Well by Chanel. So she, she yeah, has a great podcast <laughs> called Learn, Heard, and Stirred, I think. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes because you know what? I'm just like, I'm forgetting. I always forget the name of it. But anyway, just seeing how you've become a mom and how she's become a mom and just like that things can get done, you know, it's really, yep. really um, amazing to me. And both of you women have inspired me so much. Or even women who I don't know directly. Like, I love Rachel Hollett. If, mm-hmm. if you guys She's have not awesome. read or listened to the audio of Girl Wash Your Face podcast, you're missing you, out. Kate, you are, it's such, it's a life-changing book because I think it really talks about the truth of like, being a successful person because she's so super successful and nothing in her life is perfect. And if you look at social media, you think everyone is perfect and they're not. And I, I've always made, made sure to like emphasize that, but nothing and no one, nothing is, is as it seems, nothing is as perfect as it appears. And she's just no. so real about this. And it makes me feel, or if people are doing really well, they've struggled to get there. Like, no one and just they has do. it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and if, if not, then they're not evolving. Like, I believe people that are always evolving go through ups and downs and struggles and hurdles and all the things that happen because it tests you and breaks you to feel alive again to continue to push forward. Exactly. Exactly. Just like, I don't know, I think there are just amazing women out there. And I feel like, you know, it's really hard for me personally because I have really been burned by members of my own gender um, in really big ways. And I've, I've talked about it on the show, so I don't need to talk about it. And I, I think for a while that made me really cautious of women. And then I realized, like for years, I was like really, I don't want to say I was terrified of other women, but I just. You've been burned. It it hurt. I always like cautious of other women, always like, but then when I became married, I realized that there's something my girlfriends give me that my guy friends don't. And we all need to talk shit about our spouse to our friends, <laughs> whether it's our spouse, our boyfriend, significant other, whatever. Like, if we sure. couldn't vent to each other about all the things that they do, it's true. Like, and you can't oh, really yeah, you do that to. with You have to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. You must. You absolutely, you absolutely must. Um and also, one, one more lesson I've learned, and I think you've learned this too, because we were talking about this before we started recording, which is that what? you have to just like, sometimes you can't be nice. And sometimes oh, you just yeah. have to do what's good, what's good for you. And if you have to be harsh, there's like a time in a, there's a time and a place for it. And it's not because you're mean. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I was looking through an old email where I was, like, kind of harsh to someone. And I read my part of the email. And I said to this person, like, I don't know. I'm extremely busy. This is – it was for, like, an article or a roundup. And they wanted me to change the item that I put in this article. And I was like, I'm really sorry. This is what you told me to put. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Bye. I never heard from that person again. And you know what? I don't really want to work with someone who's going to be wishy-washy. I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah. And I shouldn't be afraid to assert myself. No, absolutely. And that's what I'm going to say. I think going back to that, the takeaway from that is, you know, being honest but being assertive. You don't have to be an asshole or a bitch, but you can be honest and you can be upfront and not feel bad about it because we all only have so much time in the day. And we're all mm-hmm. busy and things are going on. And there are certain things that may take more time. You may have to go back a few times and go back and forth, and that's fine. But it doesn't have to be everything, and it's your choice to spend your energy how you choose. I, I agree, especially with you as a mom. I feel like no one gets that more than you do. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I was telling you before when we were catching up, like, with us, like, you know, it's like you were saying how tired you are and how you're doing <laughs> and this and that, and you were like, but I'm getting it done. It's crazy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you're preparing yourself for motherhood because once you become a mom, 
it's like all bets are off. Like your viewership button doesn't exist. Like I used to say my viewership button was broken. Now, now I don't know where it is. So like, it's just like you come into this newfound self and you're like, okay, I have to get into survival mode. I have to make things happen for my baby, but still my work and everything else. And it's like everything else kind of falls in between. And then you're like, but I got to focus on you know my husband. I got to focus on me. And there's so many things that come into play with it. So you have to like find this new sense of balance and this new sense of self of being okay with like what you just talked about, being honest, being direct, not taking all that time to do back and forth, back and forth, and only doing that when you have to. And then the rest, you know, kind of just letting it hit the wayside and answering things directly and making things as, you know, fast and concise as possible. And it's just like navigating that when you are a new mom. So it's totally true. I mean, so you're, so you're just like, you know, preparing yourself. I mean, a lot of motherhood. I feel very prepared for, for motherhood actually. It's, which is that's weird good. to say. I don't think that's you a, can okay, be well, That's prepared, a big but... lesson for you. Like not to cut you off, but that's a big lesson for you from last year, <laughs> from where you were. So like saying that now. Oh yeah. Big. Like, <laughs> just have to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I used to be like, not afraid, but I would, I'm really, like I said, I don't think ever, anything can really prepare you, but I'm not like, I'm just not worried. I feel like I should be more worried about it than, um, than I am, but I've learned from like you and from Chanel and from some other moms, that, like you just have to be honest. Like if you're a parent that like yep. sometimes you can't, you can't do everything. You can't accommodate everyone. And I just think I'm, you know, really just preparing myself very early. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You are. And that's good because like, I felt, you know, I talked to you about it. I felt so unprepared and I was like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? And then like, here she was before I was even prepared. And you know, you figure it out, but it is, I mean, it is no matter what it's scary and you can't truly prepare for it. And it's like mind blowing and amazing and, and emotional all at the same time. But like what you're saying, the things that you're doing as far as your own self is concerned and like those priorities and you know those boundaries and everything creating that's great because those are all things that are definitely going to help you when you decide to take that next step yeah I mean I just really I'll tell you what it is I'm not nervous about having a kid pregnancy sounds miserable (laughs) oh I love my pregnancy you know and again every single because people are listening to me like oh god but every single person is different because some people like I've had conversations with some moms who like they're like me and they love their pregnancy and they love everything they experience and like they can't get a wait, wait to get pregnant again and then there's other people who say like their pregnancy was horrible they you know couldn't wait to not be pregnant it was horrendous having to carry a kid like so it's like everybody's different because some people have an amazing experience and then other people have like such a hard experience I just feel like it's like anything else and then other moms will tell you birth was like a breeze like Kate Casey like she trains her like a marathon and like camp has no problem and then there's people like me for like 42 hours and baby's still like hey I'm not feeling like coming and then I'm into a whole nother situation so you know I feel like it just depends on like the person and the personality and like what you go through for me personally I like that's one thing I am excited for is actual pregnancy because I love hearing it it's so amazing to watch your body grow like all they just like amazed me and I felt like it was like magic happening around me I think you had so many lessons last year like I think that 2018 was such a defining year for you yeah it really was it was it's so interesting you say that because I was actually saying that to Justin the other day when we were talking about like just like our year and like what we're working on together as like couple and things like we're doing like we were deep cleaning the house um, you know, going into the new year and just like talking about what we really want, like for our family and what we're working towards and just our goals and all those things. And it's funny you say that because he like said to me, he's like, I feel like there's a lot of lessons, especially for you. And I was like, no, yeah, I was. And he was like, you just like amazed me about how you became a mom and how much you took on and like how much you showed yourself how strong you were and like you're just such an incredible mom and I can't get over it he was making me all emotional and he's like but it's true like I knew you'd be a good mom but I didn't know like how great of a mom you'd be and to be quite honest I know I was like crying but like to be quite honest I I, and I even told you this Amanda like plenty of times when we'd be hanging out drinking wine like I didn't know how I was gonna be I knew I would love her of course because she's my child 
But, like, I had no idea how utterly obsessed I was going to be with her and how much I was going to enjoy motherhood. I know. You love being a mom. I do. And it's so, and I'm not going to lie, like, it's weird for me because I knew I would, again, I knew I'd love her and I knew I'd like being a mom, but I didn't know how much I would love actually being a mom and, like, going through motherhood. And it's just, and you saw my post the other day on Instagram and, like, Bogat's full link to it. But, like, it basically explains how I was feeling about, like, you, like, question your sanity and then you do it all over again. And then you're like, but I'm in love with this child and I love being a mom and I love motherhood and everything I'm learning. And it's just, you just learn so much through a child's eyes and they just make you learn so much, whether you want to or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? It's, just, it's just so... <laughs> Let me ask, what surprised you the most about being a mom? Like, what what is, like, the biggest lesson you learned? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, biggest lesson I've learned for being a mom. No matter what you do, as far as, like, time and schedule, it can go out the window in a second, and you have to be okay with it, and you can't have a meltdown. Like, I've had that. And it's like you, like in my mind, like especially again, going back to social media, I would look at all these moms who are just like killing it, making things happen. And they talk about, you know, the perfect schedule and they do this and they do that, blah, blah, blah. And I've got like Amelia on a rad schedule. Like I'm very lucky that I sleep trained her for moms listening to her moms to be like personally, big advocate of that, like major game changer Mm -hmm. in my world. Like Amelia is sleeping right now because of her sleep schedule and we're able to podcast and like I'm able to like focus on this and only this. Um, and she has an amazing schedule and she takes two naps a day and she sleeps through the night and, you know, she eats well and all those things. But there are days where for whatever reason, teething, emotional, you know, changes, whatever, growth spurt, all these things that happen with a baby that it throws you off. And, and of course, most of the time for me, it's when I'm going to, you know, meet someone for, you know, an interview or for a consult for working and styling or, It's when I have to be somewhere like super early and normally that wouldn't be a problem with her, but like I, you know, today is a problem and I've had to learn that I can't give in to her. I have to just like keep it moving and just make things happen and she'll be okay and she'll adjust. But on that note, I've also learned that like if she's really, really bad and she's not cooperating at all and just feels like she needs me and it's really not that urgent for me. I have to give in and I have to be like, okay, I'm not getting those things done today. It's not as urgent as I think it is. My baby's more important. I need to focus on her. So it's like, I've had to learn and I'm still learning which days are which and what's okay for Mm -hmm. me to let go of in the moment and what's okay not. And it's been very trying for me because in my mind, everything of course is urgent. And again, that goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier of like letting go and being okay with like, not everything getting go done and just being like, it's okay. It's okay to just let things be. I've had to learn that with her because there's so many times where I feel like, okay, like this is going to happen today. And then for some reason, she just is not having it. Like she's really upset. She just wants to cuddle on me. Like right now with her teething, she doesn't want to do anything. She just wants to hold me. And I call it like a mama mood, but she really is like, all she wants to do is cuddle me be on me. She doesn't want to play on the floor with her toys. She doesn't want to play in the jumper. Like nothing makes her happy, but being with me. And I used to get frustrated and I used to be like, Oh my God, like I have to get things done. And now I'm like, okay, no, you know what? It's not the end of the world. I don't have to get everything done today. I should calm her and let her feel loved and comfortable and comfort her so that I can get back to being comfortable for me. No, that makes, that makes sense. It's hard because there's days where I want to cry and I'm like, can I please just get a minute by myself? Can I please? Can I go to the bathroom without you being on me? Like, you know? <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, no, I don't remember the other day I was like crying, but like laughing at the same time because she was having one of those moments and she was hanging on me and now she can stand and she pulls herself up and she holds on to you. And so she was holding my leg and I'm literally, I mean, TMI, but I'm like sitting on the toilet. <laughs> she's holding my leg and I'm trying to like it's hard. for me like and it was just like a shit show and I'm like oh my god one this is not sanitary two like I cannot even pee with you like this like this is just crazy 
Like, she just wanted me. Like, it did not matter to her. Like, she just wanted mommy, period. So, well, she doesn't I know mommy's on the toilet. Like, okay. Right, exactly. Right. She doesn't realize what's going on. It was very funny, though, to see her face. So, came I. But, like, it was like, you know, and she's like looking around, like, at, like around the bathroom, like trying to figure out, like, what is this sound? And I'm like, oh my God. And I like quickly jump up and, like, and get out of the bathroom. And I'm like, come on, Amelia, wash, wash my hands, wash her, bring her back in the room. And I'm like, example, I went to go do a blog. I put her on her mat to play her toys. And she immediately started crying. And I was like, okay, you are just not having it today. Like, you just want with me. So I just sat on the couch and cuddled in with her and watched her show. And then once she fell asleep, then I did my blog post. So she's definitely teaching me, you know, how to be in the moment, but also how to handle, like, when I have to kind of put her in check and do what I need to do. And other times I have to kind of put myself in check and just focus on her and, like, focus on being a mom. That's smart. So what are your goals? Because we should probably wrap this up soon. I feel like she's going to wake up. Uh, yes, totally. <laughs> and, okay, so let me ask, what are some of your goals for 2019? What, like, let's put it out there. Let's manifest. What's, what do you okay, want for manifest. this year? Okay, hold on for this year. All right, let's see. So there's a few things I've been writing down thinking of. So, well, you and I have kind of talked about this, which it's kind of, it's coming into play, and I'm working on it, and you're going to help me start it. But I am going to have my own podcast bloguette. Um, name and all that is still coming to play. Amanda, as you guys know, started Pit Terrible, her own podcast. Our yeah, podcast which is, is, yes, love. Wait, my podcast, I have one episode, you guys. I'm going to put out another episode this week. If you yeah, can, but it's still, I know it's still out there. No, it is up there. I know. And Judy listened to it and, like, wrote me a nice review. I have been this oh, is just the so nice. nuttiest. I love her. Hi, Judy. Uh, she's one Hi, of the bloggettes. She's yeah, but like no, an OG is, like, bloggette. Yeah, she is. No, my point is, though, is like you're asking, you know, things so, like one thing that I'm already working on and setting the intention for and excited about is my own podcast show. Yeah. And I was say, I know, and I was saying, like, but our podcast is not going to our bloggettes. And the way Amanda and I look at this yeah. is like, this is our own sideshow off of our podcast. Like, this is our main show. This is our, like, main Absolutely. hub. And then our two our two side shows are Made a Terrible Man is what she already started. And then mine, Stay Tings the Name, that's coming soon. And that way you guys can enjoy us, you know, even more in different even more. Steps. And it gets us to, yeah, and it gets us to explore different things in our own lanes and our own brands and what we're doing and what we're working on. So I just think it, like, adds to this, like, amazing package. So I'm really excited. So Amanda kind of encouraged me to start my own when she kind of went for hers. And I was back and forth about it. But then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. It'll be all about me. It'll be about mom life, fashion, of course, you know, um, entertainment, behind the scenes of, like, what I do with styling, and just kind of encompassing things me. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited about that. I am – oh, what else? Um, I am – potentially working on new designs. I can't say much yet, but I am hoping to have yeah. some new jewelry in um, maybe, you know, end of 2019 or early 2020. Um, on a personal note, we probably will be creating another munchkin for 2019 or early 2020. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Justin and I have had a lot of talks about what's right and when do we want to continue our family on. And we still don't know the answer and I don't even know the answer when it's right, but we've kind of just decided that we absolutely love being parents. We're a really good team together and we couldn't be more grateful for Amelia Ray. And so we definitely uh, <laughs> want to expand our family um, probably in the coming year. So we'll see what happens, of course, but we're, uh, we're putting it out there and just seeing, uh, you know, what the universe brings us. Um, and then what's um I really want to continue styling, but I'm trying to figure out how to tweak my styling this year as far as kind of clientele and different things. So I've been doing a lot more FaceTime and remote consulting, which I'm really enjoying. And a lot of it's coming through social media. So I'm working on a lot more different packages and ways to advertise that for you guys and anyone else um, that is just looking for a stylist, whether it be for a date night or for an ongoing you know, weekly advice or anything like that. So that's something I'm very excited about because, of course, styling and fashion is my 
real first love and something I don't want to let go of, but just something at this point in my life now that needs to be tweaked. And I'll, of course, still do projects and celebrities and major campaigns as they come. But like anything else in life, I've now had to pick and choose now that things have shifted. So working on that um, heavily for myself, but very excited about different opportunities that are coming with it. And then, honestly, this is like big manifesting. And I was having this conversation with Kelly, who's our publicist and good friend. But um, in the next few years, like I really want Allie Levine to be a household name. That's like the major goal. I've always said to my publicist from when I first started with her almost six years ago now, which is crazy, um, that I wanted the household name, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. And now the more and more I see, especially as being a mom, I really want to be like a household name and a familiar face and name for moms and like everyone out there that need that relatability, but still feel fabulous and like rawness in between. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me, but that is something I'm like really working towards. That's am- Those are amazing things to manifest. And I think it's important to have, like, a long-term thing that you're manifesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and what are yours? Okay. So mine is to – I feel like my career is actually really pivoting, which is I still am doing writing, and I'm actually writing kind of more than ever. But I really want to focus more on – being in the media, on hosting, on acting, on writing. Uh, I'm in a sketch comedy group called Recycled Babies. You might have seen their show called Highland Parking, which is on Amazon Prime. Um, and hopefully they'll, we'll get another season. Uh, I'm not in the first season. I performed with them at the Comedy Central Theater. Um, to do more yeah. stand-up is so something cool. I'm really focused on this year because I love writing a lot, and it's been my bread and butter, but it's never been... It's something I'm so, I always say that like I'm living someone else's dream because it's something I love to do. I love it. And it's my, it's something I'm passionate about, but you know, performing has always really been my passion. So I'm trying yeah. to pivot my I'm career so stand up. towards that. I, you have to come this Saturday, see if you can come this Saturday night. Oh, I'm going, if any of you black guys are in LA. Um, I'm going to be at Flappers in Burbank on Saturday night. I will have um, a link in the show notes if you want to get tickets Saturday, January 12th. Um, you should cool. try to come. Oh, it's like a little birthday present to Amanda Lauren, guys. So Amanda's birthday is January. It's a birthday present to me. Um, yeah. And that's something I really want to pivot more towards. And then when things are, when there is more money coming in, from performing things, then I'm probably going to pivot away. Um, I do think I'll always write for Forbes as long as I can because I love writing for them and I love decor. Yeah, I'm and such an incredible writer. Everyone loves your articles. Thank Everyone. you. Oh, my God. I try. Um, <laughs> but there are other projects that I do. Not a, I would say I love A Sweat Life. I love Forbes. And I do some other art some other writing that I really like but there are certain projects that I really do for money and I want to kind of just and they're good projects to do but I really want to pivot more towards performing and I think that that's sort of that that is one of my goals for this year and to just make time for that I also want to become really organized um I think that like Physically, electronically, all of that. Sometimes I'm disorganized and I realize, like, I'm so lucky that I have all of these amazing things going on in my life. But when I'm disorganized, it makes it impossible and more stressful to do everything. And I get to a point where I'm like, I just, I need to be as on top of everything as I possibly can because there's no way I can do the amount that I'm doing and be disorganized or be a mess or not like be aware of everything. It's just impossible. So I would say those are my, I would say like that is something I'm terrible at is being organized. And I know I can be, I just have to put in the effort. So I've really been focused on doing that. And I think that that's a bigger part of the other things that I want. And like long-term, I want a sitcom. I'm putting it out there. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. And those are great goals and great, um, you know, things to, I mean, first off, stand up, you've been killing it and you've been working really hard at it. So 
just to continue that and really push it. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, and I could totally see a sitcom one day. Um, and I think with going back to what you were saying with organizing, like I'm totally with you. I'm so guilty of that. And I think as creatives, we get that way. And I'm trying really hard to make myself accountable. Like I was saying with the whole self-awareness for myself. And I've also been like each day trying to set the intention to be organized and trying to like, when I write notes down, actually pay attention to them and not just just get lost like in my phone and like write things down, not just in my phone, but like other places so I can remind myself and trying to have that accountability of like what you're saying and stay organized too. And I'm trying to find new ways of files and different things. So I'm with you and I'm trying to really work on that to make things better also for all the things that I am working towards also for this year and other years to come. So it's a really good point. Um, I feel like I should want to have a child this year. I don't know if that is. I think that it's in the cards. For, Melissa White so says it is for you. <laughs> I know. It's really weird. If I have a child this year, I'm just putting it out there. It was the condom broke. Um, Lola condoms broke. That Lola condoms broke. Yeah, okay. Speaking <laughs> of which, wait, next time we record, can I steal your box of Lola condoms? Because I know you're not using them. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not getting like holding. Like, I need your. No, we were using them. We're like, these are the best condoms we've ever used. Um, I love it. You're like, so Lola, I feel some use... of yours. <laughs> I think we no, there are we previous over the holidays and the hol- and the lube is amazing because it is seriously so like besides the fact that it's so easy and like smooth and like no mess, like it really is no mess. But like the one like pump like, you know, that you squeeze out, it's so nice because you it's almost like using hand sanitizer. Like you don't have to squirt out a ton to like oh, be able to make ever. things happen. It's it's awesome. We're yeah, not just saying this, we, and this we, is we not bad for Bola. I know. Right? We, we just really, really actually do use it. It's, like, hilarious. No, I brought it with me, like, like, like to Florida, and like, on our trip. Like, literally, that was, like, the one thing that Justin and I were, like, remember the lube. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> we knew we'd get, like, parent time, all, you know, like baby time off with having the grandparents there. So <laughs> it was, like, okay, don't forget playtime for us. <laughs> Oh, it's so my, funny. My, mother, my mother-in-law my mother listened to her podcast. She was horrified by this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but by the way, wait, Sorry, you want, I think it was like... I think it was 40% off subscriptions if you want to. I'm, I'm just... It's lazy pod. I, they're a really good advertiser. Like, I know it's an old ad and this is not an ad, but like, they such good stuff. Like, I, I want to have really good subscriptions stuff. for the tampons. What? Yeah. No, they have great stuff. They really do. They have awesome stuff. It's it's amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, like, long term, I, I can't believe she thinks it's going to be my year for a baby. I don't think, if it happens, like, <laughs> I just don't see myself. My mom is even like, you don't want a baby. I'm like, I do want a baby. I just want a baby <laughs> two years from now. I've been saying oh, that Shelby, for two years. You'll get one. You'll, you'll get a grandchild eventually, Shelby. <laughs> No, eventually. My mom's like, you don't like babies. I'm like, I do like babies. Um, no, and I really do like kids. Yeah, like, I have to say that. You're, like, you're really good with her. No, no, you're so sweet. No, I love her. And she's she's really good. You know what it is? No, she's I like babies baby. when she's... they're not screeching. <laughs> when they're that's, not screaming? Yeah. When yeah, they're not That's like my babies are adorable. <laughs> when and they're like, screaming, me, not... They're like, yeah, exactly. I'm on the plane and they're like, oh, she's so cute. She's so quiet. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're saying she's so cute because she's quiet. Until she gets quiet, then you won't think she's cute anymore. <laughs> no, she's she's a great, no, she's a great baby. Um, she but is. She's a great personality. I'm very lucky. Well, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting strange. if you do get pregnant at some point. We'll have to revert back to this episode. <laughs> I know. I know. You know what's really funny, though? I'm always like, if I have a girl, that child's going to know I really wanted a boy. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'll listen to the podcast one day. Yeah, well, it's okay. Listen, we all have, like, our preferences or what we think in our mind is our preference. Because even Justin has said over and over again that, like, he really thought he wanted a boy to begin. And now he says all the time how, like, he, of course, still wants a son, but that he absolutely loves her and he is, like, 
melted by her and amazed by her and he just like can't get over how much he loves her and it's just like the cutest thing ever like watching him with her and seeing them interact and how she literally turns him into putty is just like the cutest thing ever that i know i know anyway we speaking of babies and all that this this podcast has been our baby and we love that you yes, guys have listened so goodbye yeah, 2018 all the support. hello 2019 and yes, hello, we've got to go. And yes, we do. And on that note, well, yes, seriously, thank you for everything. We will try to get better about posting on our Facebook pages and our organization. Amanda and I are working on that. We're also going to be um, creating uh, an Instagram account for you guys to follow. We are working on that um, as well. I know. For, we, um, that'll be up in March. <laughs> yep, exactly. And <laughs> also, please, 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 for those who haven't already, Please leave us a five-star review. We really would appreciate it. Subscribe. And if there's any comments or anything you have for us about the podcast, about us, questions, we are very open with you guys. We share quite a bit. So please reach out and let us know, you know, what you're thinking or what you're wanting us to talk about. Absolutely. Um, And we thank you so much. So, yes. And as we always say, be Be fabulous. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Caught them both. How to Jane Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the Jane Fonda.